unbelievable performance from India. They were up against it. England were favourites coming into day five. Kohli and his men have just turned it all around. They win by 151. They take a series lead. A stunning performance. Okay, so hello everybody and welcome to yet another episode of Homo Sapiens. We're still talking about cricket. We are two matches down in the five-match India-England series, or should I say England-India series. Um, and we've had a fair bit of cricket, which has been quite entertaining so far. We had the Nottingham test, which was promising, but two of the days were washed out completely, and that led to a draw between the two sides. And of course, we had the Lord's test, where, uh, uh, where India ran out as victors, and that is sort of being held up by many Indian cricket fans as GABA 2.0. I mean, it wasn't a small victory. It was a 151-run victory. So there is a bit of substance over there. Uh, but, to dissect those, uh, but, but to dissect both those matches, I have with me today Oday Mathur. Uh, Oday, welcome to the show again. Pleasure Thanks, Raghav. Thank you. Yeah. Good to be here. So um, I want to start with the Nottingham test, really. Uh, um, the first question which popped into my mind when the match ended the way it did was that would India have won? Nine wickets in hand, 157 was required on the final day and batting conditions had, I think, generally been getting better. Of course, England have bowled out India for um, sub-250 totals a number of times, right? Um, like, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. not a number of times, but they have done it in the past. So uh, they, mm -hmm. may, they may have argued that, you know, this 157, even if you've got nine wickets in hand, you know, we've got a potent bowling attack, we could have gotten you out. Which side do you stand on? Yeah. Yeah, this is very interesting. So firstly, it's been quite a fun series up till now. Lots, lot that has happened, lots to like look back on for like good, like cricket fans and fan, fans of test cricket. Uh, and it all started in a, in actually, I mean, sort of dampening fashion pretty literally in Nottingham because of the rain but whatever we saw was pretty great and bowler friendly conditions etc to jump straight into your question would India have won uh, mind I remember so that night uh, the, the night India had just lost, lost one wicket and they needed 157 on the last day uh, at stumps my mind went straight back to the last series in 2018 when uh, right. India toured England Yes. And I remember we had, at Edgbaston, I think it was, we had a target of 190 mm -hmm. to, win the, to win the test match. Mm -hmm. And uh, India lost by 31 runs, I think. Um, so, I am always a little skeptical, particularly on a new morning in Nottingham that day. It had been cloudy and not exactly raining. And then India needed 157 Anything could have happened, frankly. I still feel give, there was a, there's a big difference in the 2018 English team, even in terms of bowling, and the, and this one that we're talking about here. Okay. We'll get to that. But I firmly I firmly think India would have won that game. Mm -hmm. But to say I, I I would just stop short of saying that you know India was robbed of a victory or India should have entered the Lord's Test one nil up. Can't really say that because because um, I I think you know India India is generally a collapse prone batting lineup mm. and at that time England didn't have any scars uh, from the series either they were nice and fresh Anderson didn't have the injury that he carried into the second test either and he had the, uh, the wood over the the entire Indian engine room mm. 
in Virat Kohli, Pujara and Rahane. So, you know, you never know what could have happened that day. But India should have won that game, for sure. And it's just really sad that it rained on that fifth day because it would have been a fun day. It would have been a fun day as a test cricket. So, yeah, I, I, I feel India would have won. India was favourite. Mm-hmm. But you never know. That was just yeah, never know that, was, de- that was definitely, uh, that was my opinion as uh, well over there. Um, uh, but, uh, and, and of course, I mean, of course, you never know. But um, as far as just the target was concerned and as far as, you know, just the raw talent that we have, I mean, ultimately, even mm-hmm. if, you know, the, the top of the order had sort of disappointed uh, and by the top of the order, I'm yeah. not talking about, uh, I'm not talking about uh, Rohit and Rahul. Yeah, yeah, so Rahul got out, played a nice little inning. Yeah. Rahul got out, then Pujaga came in. Pujaga, Pujaga looked decent yeah. that evening. Exactly. But you just never know. On the on that morning, he could have got exactly. knocked over the first ball or first over. So exactly. it wouldn't. Yeah, but like India's balance was much better in that game in terms of batting. So like India batted all the way down to Shardul Thakur. So yeah. they could have. And if Shami and Bumrah did what they did at Lords that day, then we would have definitely yeah. won. I mean, lightning but, doesn't uh, lightning lightning doesn't strike twice. Uh, there will only be yes, one ever. That, there will only be one ever. Even when you're looking at batsmen, you there'll only be one ever VVS. Bravid partnership. There'll only be one ever Vihari Ashwin partnership. There'll only be one ever yeah. Monty Anderson partnership. And uh, right. uh, just to show off my cricket knowledge, I'm, I mentioned the other three. <laughs> and of course, there'll be only one ever Bumrah Shami stand at Lord. Um Yeah, exactly. So you you don't know what would have happened that day, but India did badly. So even if say the middle order had failed, and given that the target was small, like it was 157. Yes. Even if the middle order had failed and they needed something like, yeah. you know... Although, I mean, I, see, I, I, mean I, I, was, I was going to say exactly that, right? Like the top of the order and, you know, like the first four, for example, right? You have Rahane and Pujara mm-hmm. who criticize have not been in the greatest of Knicks, right? Uh, right? You would basically then have had, uh, I mean, Rishabh Pant come in later down the order. And, I mean, I, I, I feel that he would have definitely taken the game for us given the target isn't gargantuan. Uh, I feel right. that he would have definitely been uh, very useful over there. Um, but yeah, yeah for sure. but that he would have, I mean, so like for me, um, just to reiterate, I feel that India, uh, I feel that India would have, could have, and should have won, but alas, the rain mm-hmm. and it is a bit of, uh, I mean, it, it's something which is unfortunate. Um, a lot of issues and I just sort of allude to those, uh, over here as well, mm-hmm. leaving the rain aside, bad light is something which really gets my goat. Um, yes, it really, absolutely. really gets my goat. I mean, uh, you, you're a country which is, uh, I think, like the godfather of cricket, right? The grandfather of cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You are trying your level best with a hundred, right? To sort of, you know, right. a, a, as well as a, a bunch of other initiatives, right? To sort of, you know, promote mm-hmm. cricket up and down the country. You aren't doing, you maybe aren't doing too badly in, the, in that regard, right? Like the white ball team is doing well. Uh, maybe the sure. 2019 World Cup, uh, you know, sparked excitement. Um, I was there though mm. for that and... Uh, I'd like to, uh, I don't know if I've pointed this out in this podcast before, but um, 2019 World Cup, of course, Trafalgar Square went mad, which is where I was watching the match. But after mm-hmm. walking like sort of, you know, back home from uh, Trafalgar Square, when I was passing through, you know, Leicester Square and other areas in central London, the only fans that I could see celebrating were Algerians who were celebrating a, uh, an African Cup of Nations semi-final victory. Right. So, okay. so soccer was being celebrated <laughs> and it wasn't even the English team. Uh, that's right. kind of what the situation was over there, but still, um, I, I, uh, and of course, mm-hmm. this topic isn't this isn't about the hundred, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I, no, I mean, but I see I, I see I, what I, you're I, saying though. Like I, I just I, yeah, just, I just I just want to make one plug over here. I digress a lot, yeah. but I will put this one plug in over here. I'm surprised it's a sudden brave one. 
because they were so bad at the beginning. I guess QDK sort of empowered them. Uh, anyway, but coming yeah, back to like exactly yeah. coming back to coming back to um, red ball cricket, um, the red yeah. ball under lights does not work. Should they pay? Should okay. they, you know, say that okay, too bad. Here's a new pink ball. Um, mm-hmm. We have to do what we have to do, and just you know get on with it. I I honestly think that's the way it probably has to go down now because you know there has to be some sort of research that should be that 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 shows or some sort of stats that show the rain interruptions particularly in England and how many games in the past few seasons have been affected by rain uh-huh. uh, even if they haven't been washed out but like generally interruptions and like losing a session or losing overs due to rain and it would be a pretty significant amount I mean just by memory. And every single series that that I tend to watch, there's always because you know it's they generally play the play their test matches. They try and schedule it in August September to avoid the early summer rain, but there's always some amount of rain that season. Yeah, June. But what you just said, June is typically the worst, but the rain is quite unpredictable. Yeah, but it's very unpredictable. But what you just said about the light, uh, there's two things here that I that really bugs me, and they still bug me, and this bugs me across test cricket. It's not just in England. But it is a particular problem in England because there are more interruptions. Yeah. One is what you just said about bad light. Yeah. I think I think they are a little. They they need to be a little more flexible in terms of what constitutes bad light because the problem is, as soon as the umpires offer the light, the batting side generally tends to take it because they don't want to. You know, particularly in England, when it gets cloudy and gloomy, they don't want to face reduced ball anymore anyway. So they are most likely to take it and be happy and go off. Exactly. So that's another thing. That is one yeah, yeah. thing. The second thing is the eagerness, and I think uh, I must give credit here to Michael Vaughan. I have sort of got this idea from him only, mm-hmm. and he said this. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, he on was one, really. Uh, on one of like he was really furious about it a few weeks ago on the Test Match Special podcast. But I'll let you go ahead. Right, yeah. and, and and he said this, and he's absolutely right that mm-hmm. the eagerness to get things going in Test cricket is not. Half as close as it is in, say, the hundred or the T20s mm-hmm. or the ODIs, even, mm-hmm. and everything just seems to go slower. And uh, and the the and the logical next step to that is overgates. Overgates exactly. have been so poor, like particularly yeah, yeah. in games when there are, there are, because of the North Test. I been, yeah, yeah. There was so there were points reductions post Nottingham for both teams. Yeah. And since all, both the teams played basically a full seam attack, Jadeja bowled very little. On their side, uh, Mohin Ali bowled a little bit at, at, at Lords, but basically a seam attack. In in a in in that sort of a situation, your overgate is going to get affected. But I mean, six hours to bowl ninety overs should really be enough. Even over and above that, you have six and a half hours. So like they're doing you a favor. Like I, the ICC and the administrators are doing the teams a favor and giving them half an hour extra to finish their overs. Even then, we managed to get only about eighty-six, eighty-five, eighty-six on a day when there are no interruptions. So basically, fans and and any viewers, everybody gets robbed of some amount of overs every exactly. single test match. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, there I, is I nothing be, that is being done about. I started to be about. a newcomer, right? Like I started to be a newcomer. Like in England, I believe. Yeah, I, mean, I would think that the, the majority are probably indifferent about cricket or think it's rubbish, right? And then you're a newcomer. Right. Like, okay, maybe I live close to the stadium. Maybe I have a friend who's somewhat interested. Let me go with him. And then basically, yeah. you get you get robbed because of the rain, or you get robbed because of bad light, or you. Basically, the experience gets uh, dulled because of the slow over rate, right? And that's just really, Absolutely. really, that's that's really that, that's just really abysmal. It does not help 
I just think that they just they just need to and and this is on the players as well of course that they just need to get on with it a little faster and you just yeah. you just see just as a viewer you can see like a T20 game just moves faster there is just an energy about it that everybody wants to move a little faster but i think in test cricket there is this feeling oh we're going to play the entire day so you know there's a lot of time you can just keep moving along go through the motions and it will be huh. okay but that is i'm sorry that is not okay at all particularly in test matches in england uh, when when there are interruptions on the horizon and you never know when they're going to come so i feel when you're out there every hour umpires the players have to ensure that close to 15 overs are bowled one way or the other definitely do you, do you think that, do, 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 15, i mean do you think that just from a policy behavioral point of view they could just impose like immediate mm-hmm. sort of uh, penalties yeah i i, I see uh. the thing is the monetary fine thing which was around for the longest time doesn't yeah. make any difference to anyone there was suspensions right? as well right? like, i i remember being surprised when i first heard of captains being suspended for captains uh, being suspended so yeah, yeah. yeah I, i but it's it's strange i don't think really so the suspensions one would imagine that would really work but yeah. it didn't really that it didn't really solve the problem uh one would have to come up with an innovative solution i think the 100 had a direct cricketing consequence i think you could if you were slow with your overs you could not have a certain number of fielders outside the ring you could mm-hmm. you had to have one more fielder inside the ring something like that oh wow uh, there could even be oh yeah, yeah they had that okay huh yeah they had that at the 100 which was interesting um uh, you could have a run penalty but i think maybe this test championship thing might just work or points getting docked purely because in the first cycle itself there was a clear precedent about how a team can get impacted where in australia couldn't qualify because mm-hmm. they lost out for points in the boxing yeah, game yeah. and that's when it really, and that's, that and that's when it really and that's when it really hits you right like the aussie team it really hurt things yeah. are not going well right now um there been issues with jl and uh, all sorts of yeah. things right and then obviously yeah. uh, and then obviously like the team itself is a little unsettled but uh, yeah i mean i suppose that uh, uh, when it but then again I mean, like, that's a bit, of, it's a bit of a rarity for it to hit you that hard right yeah. like it's a bit of a rarity that okay. you know you won't get to play okay. in a wtc final because yeah. of slow mm-hmm. rates but you know, yeah but when it hits you it does hit you uh, again like point yeah. suction i feel is maybe not the solution because it really isn't working uh, too much maybe 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 mm-hmm. it's myopia on the side maybe it's extreme myopia in the uh, when you when it comes to the captains right like they're extremely yeah. myopic about they you know we we want to we okay. do that in whatever way we can right we'll worry about yeah. the fines later we'll worry about any potential sort yeah. of x y and z punishment later so yeah, yeah. i mean i guess that i guess that's all we can so do. just a last thing on this because i i was thinking about this i've heard captain say and i remember i think i heard pap duplessy say this once so pap duplessy was sort of again because it generally had a all seam attack uh, so yeah. that south african team generally did not yeah. play keshav maharaj everywhere so yeah. they i remember him saying multiple times and he was i think he was kind of notorious for slow over gates mm-hmm. and i remember him saying multiple times that i don't understand why i as a captain get punished or the team gets punished when we are able to finish a match in 4 days or 3 days if the result is there then why does why do overrates matter i don't agree with that at all because that that is that is almost immaterial the fact is that you have to get as a team or as viewers as the game of cricket is structured there is a certain number of overs as a almost as a procedural thing but it's an important procedure 
there is a certain number of hours everybody should have in mind that you are going to play in a day yeah yeah and that should be kind that should be kind of sacrosanct because you don't know what's going to happen in the rest of the days in the test match exactly it, it exactly, does exactly. yes you 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 got you're basically saying that you got a, you were a little fortunate for you were a little uh, uh, you were a little lucky i was going to say fortuitous and hmm. i made that fortuitous but uh, you were going to you were basically a little lucky that you got the result in 3 days or 4 days but ultimately yeah. you were you started out by doing this x y and z and whatever yeah yeah of course i mean yeah um, but I, i agree with you about the myopia thing i think that yeah. captains have ha- exactly i think it's just, just stay I, in the moment exactly, exactly. don't worry about maybe, maybe that's the culture right maybe just maybe it's a cultural issue in cricket more broadly that you know we need to sort of you know we we care about what's happening in the field here and now right and if we yeah. sort of you know if i step out of that mold and if i say that no guys we need to respect the over eight uh maybe everyone will just everyone coach the rest of the 11 will just look at me funny right so it could be a bit of that right um one person who i mean uh one person who did not who has not disappointed us this series at all um mm-hmm. has been kl rahul for 84 in the first innings yeah, at nottingham and then scored 129 in the first innings at lords as well right and kl rahul's mm-hmm. journey i mean has been interesting for a casual watcher like me right like first of course you had shubman gill who got injured way back and had to go back to india then you had mayank agarwal mm-hmm. injured by siraj a joke that siraj was an mi5 agent um that's clearly not the case <laughs> now um but uh, ultimately kl rahul got the opportunity he was the only one there people were a little worried about that given i think i mean i mean he had he hadn't been at his best uh, in the previous tour i think back in 2018 in fact at edgbaston yeah. he disappointed a fair bit um mm-hmm. and but over here uh, over here it, it seemed like a changed he seemed like a changed individual right like he managed to get stuck oh, in yeah. uh, like a very slow run rate at first and then when he got stuck into for his century i think i think he really like you know amped it up and did and mm-hmm. and played a uh, sort of you know more fluid more beautiful form of cricket right and so he was a yeah. joy to watch in my opinion and i feel that he has really uh, he has really sort of cemented his place as an opener given that of course shubman has did do well in australia mayank agarwal did well in australia the last time round but uh, right. rahul but the proof is in the pudding and kl rahul is someone who uh, has uh, is someone who is now i think the first choice opener along with rohit sharma do you agree with me on that Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think right now. So the thing, uh, the thing with KL Rahul is mm-hmm. the skills. I think all of us knew were always there. He has yeah. five Test hundreds now, including mm-hmm. the Lords one, and four of them were four of them were away. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point I was trying to make. He has he has only one hundred at home, the one against England in twenty sixteen. So yeah, yeah. he clearly knows how to bat overseas. See, even in that twenty eighteen mm-hmm. tour to England, he had a yeah. poor tour, but at the end he got a big hundred in a pressure chase. at the oval so yeah, yeah. he he knows he 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 has the skill set it was just about applying himself and coming up with a good plan to counter the conditions which he clearly has and he batted beautifully in both the test matches absolutely beautiful batting it might help that he is playing with rohit sharma now who's a very good opening partner to have rohit sharma is in a very good space mentally he's also been batting well and he would be coming Uh, he'd be a calming influence on KL Rahul as well. Just the technique, just the method that KL Rahul has come up with, and not straight from it at all, is fantastic to see. I mean, he scored that 85, 85 odd at at Trent Bridge, and he, he, I mean, it was magnificent. There was wickets falling around him, and the conditions were adverse. 
but first game of the series sort of coming out of the wilderness into the 11 and just performed brilliantly brilliantly is a beautiful player to watch i really do think that now is another opportunity for him i remember in the first podcast i was discussing how i have nothing against kl rahul as a player but i was discussing how the team management goes out of its way to keep him around the group in the in the get ball format and right. how that might be unfair to some other players right. but i mean like you said the proof is in the pudding there is there is pedigree over there he has the experience of playing uh, away quite a bit he has a 100 he already had a 100 in england before this tour and he sort of proved it all over again and just see how destiny works out we even discussed this in the last podcast that how does one get because there are so many openers how does one make a place for themselves opening shubman gill like you said shubman gill gets injured okay we knew that we have, opposite, uh, we have the opposite problem to england they have too few openers we have to yeah. Uh, absolutely so mayank agarwal on the eve of the test match gets a concussion i mean poor guy one has to feel one has to give a yeah, shout yeah. out to mayank agarwal as well because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been such a good player for india at the top of the order he just had a sort of middling sort of tour of australia and was ultimately dropped in favor of gohit sharma so actually yeah. he would have continued playing if gohit sharma wasn't there so but he got dropped and after that he just has not been able to find a way in and now mm-hmm. by the looks of it he probably won't and even prithvi shaw won't And even Shuman Gill won't actually, unless there's something goes horribly wrong. Yeah, someone I mean, gets injured. Yeah, like we were referring to Rahul's stats a bit earlier, right? And if now if we're looking yeah. at uh, now if we're looking at like a, a batsman overseas for sure. Like I look at his, uh, I look at his Test centuries, right? And he's got right. um, so he's got uh, all of them abroad except for one at Chennai against England in 2016. Except for one. Exactly. So he's yeah. got two against uh, England. One at the Oval, I think, in 2018, right. and one yeah, uh, right. uh, uh, one at Lords recently, and of course the others have come mm-hmm. in, in Sydney, Kingston, and Colombo, and other than and of course Columbo. all of them except Colombo and Chennai are um, very very conducive to uh, pace. So he is definitely someone Absolutely. who uh, should be considered for an upcoming Australia tour or. Uh, what have you i'm not actually sure where we're going after this i mean obviously we've got the t20 world cup we're going to south africa we're going to south africa you'll be useful ah, in south africa ah yeah oh yeah so, he is a he is a shoe in for uh, stay in our countries right as we uh, refer to them absolutely for, uh, for uh, the listeners who don't know what that is but although i suspect that everyone who does listen to this podcast knows what it is um mm-hmm. uh, it's that south africa england new zealand australia and those are essentially pace conducive sort of um, I mean, those have pace conditions. When India's Achilles heel, pre-2018, exactly, India did yeah. not perform it, well at this. Exactly, times. exactly. And then we had the 2018 to 19 series. I think I called. I think like five minutes earlier, I called that the 2017-18 series in Australia, 2018-19 actually. And yeah, we were quite. Right. We were yeah. We we did not we did not do well. It was definitely problematic for us. Um, but of course, since then a lot has happened. So KL Rahul is someone um who we've I think uh, praised a lot. um the polar opposite would be the england opening uh, attack uh, opening attack sounds a little mm-hmm. like a bowling attack so i'll just rephrase that the england opening batsmen openers the england openers yeah exactly uh, don't uh, i tend oh. to go i tend to go a little fancier right and yeah, that that may not work out all of the time but whatever uh, don't england need some fancy openers though Like they, I mean, I, I was talking to a couple of my least trying hard to be Pujara and failing because he's he's basically he I mean he he is uh, he's some I mean if you're trying to get people to watch cricket don't put Dom Sibley over there. <laughs> exactly. like, I know he's an opener, uh, exactly. but there are limits. You know, like, the there are limits. 
बंदा पगला जाता है उसे देखकर नहीं यार इट्स 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 रियली सो यू जस्ट लुक एंड देयर इज केएल राहुल एंड रोहित शर्मा ब्यूटीफुल स्ट्रोक प्लेयर्स ब्यूटीफुल प्लेयर्स यस प्लेइंग इन इंग्लिश कंडीशंस सन इज शाइनिंग यस स्क्वायर ड्राइविंग यस यस जेम्स एंडरसन स्क्वायर लाइक कीपिंग अप फ्रॉम टाइम टू टाइम एज वेल टू बी फेयर टू हिम Yeah, yeah, but like if you just yeah. look, you can. He can. He can. I actually don't have. Like I'll just come to the England openers. But when you when you look at Rory Burns, Tom Sibley, mm-hmm. batting, yeah. it is just a torturous sight at the moment, and it's sad because yeah. it's also sad because these guys have been the ones who've been prolific scorers in the county seasons in the past couple of seasons, which is how they made their place. So they've merit. They've merited their place. Uh-huh. It's just that. They they technique so I I can't claim to be an expert on batting technique but it just seems to look all over the place whatever they whatever process they put in place is clearly not working because if you're constantly getting out clipping to short mid wicket or getting out playing a ball which is not even on leg stump getting caught in short cover I mean that is a problem clearly the process you put in place is not working so the English openers it is it. they i i don't know like i said this in the previous podcast mm-hmm. as well they need some impetus up there the guy right now gogi burns seems like they can mm-hmm. they can uh, they can stick with him he has i mean i think it was the england's first innings at lords sorry where he did get up a stitched a bit of a partnership with jogut and he was playing yeah, yeah. decently he got uh, he But was uh, mbw uh, by shami at uh, 49 right exactly oh, and he was playing well like yeah so yeah so the 49 may not Look as good as it, as good as maybe something like a higher score, but he was playing well, like you said. He did yeah. he did play a few shots through the offside. He's a yeah. sort of a leg side dominant player, but like he did play a few shots through the offside and and did okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but so he stays and he has stayed, and I don't think they'll change him. Dom Sibley has already been ruled out of the squad for the next game, so Dom Sibley is out. So there's no there's nothing for us to analyze here. The English management has also said that you know yeah. we are done with him at least for the time being. Hamid mm-hmm. will move up. Hamid. So Hamid. Like, yeah, Hamid, Hamid had not... a. I mean, that's what I was going to come to, right? So you basically drop Crowley, yeah. bring in Hasib Hamid. Hasib Hamid. Mm-hmm. Lot of hype around him, right? Obviously, uh, 2016-17 mm-hmm. uh, toured India, did well over there. Uh, out of the team mm-hmm. for the longest time, had to work on technique, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et I mean, a lot of demons. for the poor guy uh going uh, yeah. and he switched counties as well from lancashire to uh nottinghamshire and over mm-hmm, northamptonshire mm-hmm. nottinghamshire nottinghamshire yes and he comes back england day england not debut but it feels like a debut and scores of a duck and a nine yeah yeah he just looked he just looked like you know he just did not look comfortable He just looked nervous. Uh, really seemed out of his depth, mm-hmm. uh, which is very sad because I remember watching him in 2016 and looked like a good player in the making. He was so young at that time, yeah, yeah. playing in India. Kohli admired him. Kohli decided to give him tips. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no. He there is something there. There is something there. He's yeah. he's had a good run of form as well. Scored a century against India in a practice game. So it's clearly more mental with him because the first the, the his first dismissal at Lords was a straight mm-hmm. ball. Mm-hmm. The second dismissal, he, he, I mean, he actually got out twice. I think he he edged one to Virat Sharma, he dropped it, and then he got out. And then he managed to get out again. But he just seemed way out of his depth. Just seemed very nervous. Mm-hmm. And I think there is enough in him to persist with him, which is exactly what England has done. And he, he needs could, to open. Do you, do you think he could sort of get these nerves a little together by, uh, like you know, like unjangle the nerves? 
by because uh, there's a mm-hmm. nine day gap so untangle them by headingly and then maybe come out with like decent uh, a decent showing over there because uh, I, I think he's he obviously, can he's obviously worked very hard on his game over the past five years right and he's uh, yeah. and of course um, like he has uh, he has probably been through a lot he's been I mean as I said like he's been through as I've alluded to he's been through hell and back to hell and back Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and now it was essentially probably just the case of the nerve, right? And you're yeah, at the home, I, I you're really at the home cricket, big crowd, etc., etc. Yeah. Maybe you needed time to settle a little. You weren't given that time uh, by mm-hmm. you know by obviously like Indian bowlers plus of course like a little bit of plus of course a few unforced errors on your own part perhaps. But I feel now that maybe at Headingley that kind of stuff will settle and we'll see him doing a bit better there. Yeah, the other thing is you must must always remember he was batting out of position. He was batting yeah. at number three. He was batting at number he's three. A, he's, he's an, an open, opener. He's and an that opener. Can, and as you said, yeah, and, and as you said, he can basically he'll probably uh, open with Burns at uh, heading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, that I I think he could get it together. Yeah. Uh, since because there, there there doesn't seem to be like like I said like there doesn't seem to be something wrong technically or something. He's getting yeah. out in a very straightforward manner. Mm. And he just generally, just by the look of him, just seemed all at sea. So yeah. he's, this break couldn't have come at a better time for him. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Sibley is now has now been dropped and he will mm-hmm. be moved up to uh, to the opening slot, which is where he belongs, is also great for him. So yeah. that way, in any extraneous factor, exactly. he can't blame now for, for Cardiff. He's yeah. already had an experience at Lords. The team has nothing to lose anymore, really. They, they've sort of hit rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, the top three is anyway under scrutiny. If he again yeah. fails, nothing will really change so, for the team as such because anyway, their top three aren't performing. So, he has, yeah, I mean, he has a great opportunity. Yeah, so I was, well just gonna, I was just going to come to that, right? Like, um, essentially, mm-hmm. like, this is, I mean, what's happening here is worrying, right? Because, okay, it's fine that, mm-hmm. you know, you're facing, um, you're fa- you're, you know, you're facing these guys who are, like, you know, good, but none of them are really scary, right? Like, by these right. guys who are good but not scary, I mean... I mean, Bumrah, Shami, Ishan, Siraj, mm-hmm. they're all very good, mm-hmm. but they're not scary. Mm-hmm. Who's scary? Your right. six right. foot five Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. Right, those mm-hmm. guys. I mean, like Josh Hazelwood, again, okay, that's his size. He's not super, super quick. You've got Stark, who's incredibly right. quick, right, and is just massive. You've got Cummins, you've got uh, Hazelwood, and then, of course, you've got Cam Green, who's, the, uh, I think, the tallest of them all, although he bowls very medium pacey, right? But mm-hmm. you've got these guys. What, got what's up with James play. Pattinson? Now that we are on this, what's up? Is, is he not in the? I am play not too sure. I'm, I'm sure. That, I mean, like we need to see when Shield re, when the Shield when Shield cricket restarts, right? And I'm a little if you right. Shield cricket given Australia's COVID situation at the moment. But uh, right, right, James right, right, Pattinson, right. I, I think he played a bit of county cricket. Didn't really follow him though, right? Um, okay, yeah. yeah he is, I, mean, he, I think he can play domestically. He's, he's another. His parents are like first gen. Like he's. I think he's got a British passport and everything. Like his. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of situation is there. So he's, you know, he doesn't have to go through visa hurdles, etc., to uh, play. So I think he plays county. I think right. he could be playing county cricket fairly regularly, but I don't want to comment more without mm-hmm. knowing this. Then I would have known. Uh, anyway, but no. So James right. Patterson again is someone who could who could have come in, and then of course there are a bunch of other bowlers. There's Nathan Ellis as well. Uh, let me forget. A new mm-hmm. kid on the block, signed by uh, mm-hmm. Punjab Kings as well. But anyway, let's leave. But my point yeah. is that you've got a very scary sort of, you know. Um, You've got a very sort of scary um, attack coming down under, right? And yeah. um, and and this is something which you know you're chopping and changing now, six months before the series. You really and you're not going to be playing too much cricket between the end of the India series and the start of the Ashes, right? Like not too much first class cricket, right? Because 
uh, the summer is over. Yeah, there's nothing. So I mean, there's nothing. So, I think so I, I right after really this, maybe, yeah. maybe Burns. Yeah, so I'm, maybe Burns and Hasib Hamid will sort of do a good show. But I am. I mean, will sort of mm-hmm. put on a good show right now. Hopefully, they will for their own sake. But I am mm-hmm. a little worried about what's going to happen uh, down under. Uh, but I don't. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about that too much right now. I'm more interested in the rest of England's batting yeah. attack. Coming at number three, mm-hmm. David Milan. Do you think? Uh, do you think that's going to mm-hmm. happen? Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Uh, and I would, was going to say that just to answer your question about the Australia series, England yeah. have pinned basically all their hopes on David Malan. Ah, uh, this okay. will be this will be interesting because he's he's got a hundred in Australia. Yeah, yeah, he yeah is, back in twenty seventeen. He's been doing very well. Yeah, he's he, yeah, it's been a while, but he has played there before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, I mean, he's been doing extremely well in the white ball format. I think there was some. One of the reasons England wasn't picking him was some off-field stuff. I think they don't like his attitude or something like that. Oh, was that? Uh, okay, that's in... another TIL for me because obviously Alex yeah, yeah, yeah. is someone who I think we've talked about that, a lot. Yeah, of the not as serious as Alex Haynes. Yeah, yeah, not as serious as Alex Haynes, but there was mm-hmm. some issue there because clearly, I mean, amongst the batting sort of uh, deficiency that England is experiencing. David Milan, you would imagine, would definitely be in the squad, but mm-hmm. he's sort of a late inclusion. Do you know how his red ball um, form but, has been in county cricket? I, I, no, I haven't been following him because I think he was playing most of like the T20 stuff. I'm not really sure what what he's been yeah. doing in the county circuit. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. But I, I I think you know you have to turn to players like these who are, who have experience. Who have done well in the past, and you know, you, he could surprise you. It's a big opportunity for him because if you, clearly, if he does well here, there's really no competition. He will be on that plane to to uh, to Australia. So it'll be interesting. I think David Milan is a good pick. I think it's good that they've included him in the squad and not been rigid. And uh, yeah, this will be interesting. Feel feel a little bit for Crawley because I feel like Crawley was a, is a good player. Yeah, Crawley is basically talent. He just needs to go out and just play a yeah. lot more and practice a lot more. I, I think yeah. I may be I think I may be uh, inadvertently uh, uh, quoting Vaughan or Tufnell or one of the English commentators, maybe Nass, as though he's my best mm-hmm. friend Nass. Um, <laughs> uh, he uh, uh, I feel that like uh, Crawley is just someone who needs to just hit a lot of balls, uh, see if there's anything which he's which he could be uh, which he could improve upon as far as his technique is concerned, right? But I think it's a lot of silly shots with him, right? That's basically Crawley's problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more a temperament thing, which yeah. maybe maybe that's what England are doing. Like they uh-huh. they've told him to, they probably told him to go back play some more county, get, basically yeah. get a little bit more experience under the belt. You sure. never know; he might still be on the plane to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Might not yeah. start in the eleven, but he might. So that that's right. So basically, just to wrap up on England's batting, next Test match they're gonna have at Headingley. They're gonna have Burns, Hamid, uh, David Milan, Joe Good, uh, Five's Besto. Yeah. Six is Butler. Yeah. So uh, no, no room for Ollie Pope. This is. Oh, sorry, sorry. Six would probably be Ollie Pope. My, my mistake. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Six would probably I mean, be like, Ollie. How, how is? I mean, Butler's been quite invisible this series, to be honest, right? Like he. Y- y- yes. Yes, but, but you know, you, in such a situation, you're not going to drop him. Yeah, I'm also not convinced of him as a as a Test batter just yet. But you're not going to drop him because he's a senior player. And I think Joe Wood does turn to him in the absence of Ben Stokes quite a bit on the yeah. tactical side oh, as well. You can you can definitely. see it constantly. It's happening. Def- yeah, yeah. Def- that would that would make a lot of sense. I would uh, I would assume that Josh Butler is the vice captain now. That uh, Stokes is yeah, out yeah, of the series. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, yeah, Stokes is out, Broad is out, and like so, there there is a dearth of senior players over there. So they will want to keep that Butler uh, influence on the team. So he'll be there. So this top six, top seven, roughly, with, I, I think it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe needs a new Butler because we need to discuss what happened at Lawrence <laughs> later. But um, this this top seven definitely looks better than the top seven that they've had in the first two games for sure. Hmm. So. We we'll have to see what happens now, and we'll uh, and, but like if they should back this top seven now for a little bit, mm-hmm. and you never know. I feel like so they still so do well. Saying, uh, so you'll basically saying um, Pope at six and uh, Pope at six Butler and at Butler at seven, right? And no Moeen. Yeah. yeah. Then. yeah. Uh, what about um, yeah, prob- where, where, no what, what do we what do we know? Is, what's happening with Dan Lawrence though? They're clearly not in the fray. Like, if, if they they went with Moin because they wanted that all-round option, so maybe you know, even they might not even pick Pope just yet. You, know, I'm not exactly sure. It depends on the conditions at card uh, at uh, Headingley and Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, Starts uh, coming Wednesday. They, yeah. Right. So, so given that they want that all-round option, mm-hmm. uh, uh, because they want that option of a spinner uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to just exist to to add a little bit of variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dan Loggins, Oli Pope, all of these guys might just have to wait because Moin Ali did not yeah. bat too badly in the Lord's Test. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a left-hander and and he has a lot of experience. So, he might still continue to play. And I, like I've said in the previous podcast as well, I'm a big, big, big supporter of playing spin against India. He, again, like Moin Ali still bowled pretty well in India's second innings at Lord's. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would probably maybe, you know, Moin might just displace anybody else to come into that uh, number six sort of yeah. role. Moeen, um, so uh, Dan Loggins, yes, so good player, but might not might not be able to outweigh Moeen's value. Mm-hmm. Moeen was maybe a little more expensive than he should have been in the second innings at Lords, perhaps. Yeah, and but he did take... Uh, yeah, later when the yeah, he, he did take, he, started. Exactly, he did take uh, a couple of wickets then. So, yeah, I mean, it, uh-huh. it could just basically be the same. It could basically just be the same lineup. Depends on conditions, etc., etc. So, there could be a bit of change around in the middle order. Uh, since we're on England now and we're going down the order, why don't we just have a look at the bowlers? I feel Robinson and Anderson are shoo-ins. Um, yep. uh, what do we make of... Uh, I think Sake Mahmood might get a... Te- uh, I think it be his test debut. I think if he does play, because yeah, Mark Wood is would out. Be, it, would, it would be his debut, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they might just play him. He's been in good form, been doing mm-hmm. well in the county circuit as well, been doing well in the ODIs against Pakistan. Yeah. It was very impressive look at the against third. Pakistan. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, he yeah, might just know. get a look in. Got a yeah, great yeah, outswinger. I mean, I, I mean I, I, Stuart Broad's injury was a bit of a weird one, right? Like, uh, like it's, it, it's just yeah. one of those things that happens when obviously you strain your body so much over such a period of right. so over like a big blow. years. Also, right, and, doing and so like his calf basically got messed up, and he put up a photo of social media with it looked like an oxygen. What he was wearing looked like a an oxygen cylinder right. or an oxygen sort right. of uh, an oxygen cylinder for his calf, which um, I mean, for it's cool, calf. but it's it has to be frustrating, right? That he was just he right. was walking down, and I think he thought that Jimmy Anderson kicked him in the calf or something as a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Jimmy yeah, as a joke. That. Can't can't imagine Jimmy really doing that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but but it isn't great, and he's out now. He should be back for the Ashes, though. But that's a different matter. So you could see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you so um, just sort of going back to the 
uh, just sort of going back to uh, like England's bowling attack. So I mean, Shakib, yeah, in the so you'll still have Rob, bowlers, Robinson and Rod, Rod, Robinson and Anderson yeah. and Shuin. Shakib Mahmood. Uh, uh, I mean, Karan, Sam Karan hasn't been great, right? He he hasn't yes. been. He hasn't been. I mean, every. I mean, Sam Karan is someone who I would pick in my dream eleven because you know Pranay made an mm. excellent point last time. Left-hander swinging in the ball to in- India's plethora of right-handers, right? Exactly. And that I mean, and he and he has been disappointing. So uh, I'm a little yeah. iffy about him, but I think he. I, I reckon that he'll still give him another go. Um, I think so as well. Yeah. I, I just feel just one little bit on Sam Karan. I I think like at least in the bowling department. Yeah. One of the major issues with Sam Karan is basically a swing bowler. He's pro- he's probably going to be most effective if he opens the bowling. Now, obviously, opening the bowling is for James Anderson and Ollie Robinson. They're the best bowlers in the side. So mm-hmm. when Sam Karan sort of comes on, uh, the ball is a little old. It's not swinging that much, even though the Dukes pretty much does a little bit all the time. But since he's a slightly limited bowler that way, um, he I, I think he's. Basically, the zing out of his bowling is sort of taken out because he comes on late. Mm-hmm. So I don't think England have exactly figured out how to use Sam Kagan the bowler because he's essentially a dibbly dobbly swing bowler. Which is, I mean, I don't mean it as any disrespect. He's been very effective, mm-hmm. but he needs to to be at his maximum effectiveness. He needs to come on at a certain time. Do you think there's a, you think there's a, you which, think there's a plethora of spring, uh, swing bowlers then, right? Like plethora of people whose biggest asset is swing. Like you've got obviously got Anderson. And uh, Karan over there. Yeah, right? for England, so, yeah, for, for yeah. England for sure, because I mean, their their conditions suit that. So you will find more swing bowlers in England than yeah, than yeah. other places. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I mean, James Anderson, pure swing bowler. Stuart Broad, mainly a swing bowler, even though he does seem it around a bit as well. Uh, uh-huh. Mark Wood is one of those. Mark Wood was the guy, which which is why I think that will hurt England quite a bit because Mark Wood was one of those guys, and even Jofra Archer was one of those guys who could express take pace. something out of the deck. Yeah, express pace. Can intimidate the batsman. Hostile exactly. bowling, basically, make something happen. Again, Ben Stokes is another one who could make something happen out of nowhere with his bowling as well. So that that's another thing. That the, the the pace attack is getting more and more one-dimensional with the injuries increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a problem. But Sam Karan will prove his effectiveness the moment he starts performing with the bat. But since he's not done that in the what? series pretty much at all, I mean, King Pair at Lords. So that's mm-hmm. another reason why we are questioning his place a little more. But the moment he, mm-hmm. the moment he does something with the bat, you'll suddenly think that his bowling is also, you know, pretty decent for somebody exactly. who's performing and that way. So, with the so bat. yeah. So please don't replace him with Peg Overton, who is a bit of an all-rounder. But I think Sam Curran is more of an all-rounder than. Uh, I would give him one more game. I th- I think he will come good. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So then so then going down the order, we had a look at everything till number seven. At number eight, you will have Sam Curran. Uh, then you will have yeah. Rob. You will have uh, Robinson, Robinson and uh, Robinson, Anderson, and Wood. Essentially, Wood, Anderson. I mean, Anderson should. Yeah, Wood. Wood level. is not going to play. No so matter what the situation. Huh. Yes. So okay. So, yeah. Okay. Wood so, won't play. Wood is injured. So. Oh, Wood. Oh, is Wood, is Wood injured? Okay, because he was included in the third yeah. test squad, but that was obviously announced. I think uh, four or five days ago. Has he been injured very recently? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. Oh, he, had, he, had, he, had, no, he, look, he had the he injured his shoulder at Lords, right? While yeah, while scuffling yeah, yeah. like mad for a, uh, trying to defend some runs, right? But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was fine the next day, I think. Like he was okay by then. 
Let me just see. Yeah, so miss. Chris Silverwood has just huh. alluded to the fact that Mark Wood might miss the third test, which probably yeah. means okay, he he's Okay, he's like in England's test stars nursing injury. Mark Wood is one of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. So ex, ex-England selector Angus Fraser warns England against being overprotective of Mark Wood. That's a Daily Mail headline. No, no, so, okay. I mean, the coach straight from the camp has said that he'll probably miss the third test. They probably, they might, he might not be ruled out to the series. Mm-hmm. But he might not play the third test. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, it doesn't seem that serious. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, so I was, when I'm just looking at these articles, I've seen another. I'm seeing another one now, which is starring Lord Salman. But um, like, is he allowed <laughs> back, in, back into England? I don't know. Um, <laughs> not but, really, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he says that Mark Wood's attitude is not like that of a fast bowler, which is kind of true. Mark Wood's like you know, jokey guy um, has a podcast of his own, which is not too, which is yeah. not too bad. Um, you give him credit for that. He's like a good student who is properly mm-hmm. dressed, Salman. But um, yeah, dude. I mean, uh, maybe okay. <laughs> stay away from stay, stay Salman, away, but stay away, uh, stay, passing stay third judging, uh, Stay away from judging character <laughs> for a bit, will you? Um, yeah, there's a bit. There's lots of butts and nips around your own about your own behavior there. <laughs> anyway, let's let's okay. let, 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 let's leave that aside for a second now. As of course, I had earlier alluded to. Um, you know, J- James Anderson being firmly rooted at number 11. And I really enjoyed the camaraderie between Bumrah and mm-hmm. Anderson at Nottingham, at Trent Bridge. Mm-hmm. That didn't last mm-hmm. long. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't last long at all. We need to, yeah. So, just quickly I mean, onto the Lloyd's test. I mean, what, what, yeah, what, what, what exactly happened there? Right? Like there was, as I said, there was this sort of, you know, understanding between two tail enders. When Bumrah got... Uh, Anderson, I think, in the first uh, innings at no, at Trent Bridge, Anderson smiled. Mm-hmm. Right? Who smiles when you're out? Right? Uh, uh, when, uh, yeah. No, I I, I just feel yeah. I just feel that it's a simple case of a grumpy dude getting upset and getting hit. It's almost as simple as that. So let's but jump Siraj, straight into but exactly. Not, sorry, not Siraj, but Bumrah was going hard huh, at Lord. He did go quite hard at that. Yeah, he was, but like, what's the, what's the problem? <laughs> I mean, that's cricket. The, the, he wasn't deemed dangerous play. He was basically yeah. bowling. It was like last two overs left in the day. India needed one wicket to wrap up the the innings. Of course, they're going to go hard at him. I mean, and, and plus, the thing is, Joe Wood is at, at, on strike at the other end. He's swelling up the lead. He's going to take strike if, if you don't manage to get Anderson in the six balls you have to him. Or in Bumga's case, ten balls that you have to him. Um, you're not gonna, you're not gonna yeah. get him if you don't get him out in that over. The next over, Jogut is gonna come. He might smash another 10-15. You know, the game can change in these sort of passages of play. So of course he was gonna go hard at him. He was bowling short to him basically to set him mm-hmm. up for the full one. So it's not even like he's gonna get out. about this a few days ago. I mean, about Anderson specifically. I, I'll, I mean, I, I'll just, I mean, I'll add my two cents to that. I mean, I get what okay. you mean. But you also reckon it could have been just a bit targeted at Anderson, given how potent Anderson is, right? Uh, with uh, for you him, mean right? to like and given, him and given that he's and given that he's one of their few consistent weapons, right? They were basically right. just trying to play mind games and unsettle him, right? In the first test, you know, Bumrah mm-hmm. was being all friendly, and you know, and doing mm-hmm. this and that, and then there was suddenly good cop, bad cop. You know, do you think mm-hmm. do you think that Kohli's mm-hmm. playing crazy mind games? Because I, I feel that Kohli is capable of playing crazy mind games. Yeah, I, I think you might be giving Kohli a little bit extra credit in terms of his sort of uh, yeah, yeah. tactical acumen. <laughs> like yeah. in that sense. No, I see. I, I can totally, I can totally imagine a situation 
where they're trying to bowl short and unsettle their their premier fast bowler, yeah. uh, who's been doing who was doing pretty well, uh, who's been doing pretty well in the series, even being 39, etc. But I think it's almost as simple as the fact that at Trent Bridge, it was very clear in that moment you talked about. It was actually a sweet moment where, you know, Anderson knew it's going to be a fast yorker. Bumrah knew that's what he's going to bowl. He ran up, bowled it, and Anderson couldn't play it, mm-hmm. and he he was bowled. And he just smiled after that because he knew that's what's coming. The fact is that now when he came out at Lords, when he had six balls to play against Bumrah, that's all he was looking to keep out. He was looking to keep out the fast inswinging yorker. Bumrah knew that. And that's what Bumrah started to bowl short to him to set him up, to make him move a little bit more towards the back foot and then finally fire in the full one. Which is exactly what he did, actually, if you really watch that over. Mm. That's, that's what logical, was going on. It's just that, that's the more logical cricketing uh, reasoning, yeah, I mean, which, which, seems perfect, which seems perfectly sound. But I'll also add over here that there is a bit of history. Excellent article mm-hmm. uh, by ESPN Cricket Info a few days ago about the sort of, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the battles, the on-field battles that Anderson's kept having with India. Right. Um, right. Since right. 2014, uh, uh, India alleged that uh, Anderson had deliberately, had first verbally abused and then deliberately barged into Jadeja. Right. Jadeja, uh, yeah. And, though, and then, of course, Anderson was charged for that. Back in, mm-hmm. then again in 2016, um, Anderson, I think, publicly commented on Virat Kohli's flaws, saying that, I mean, home pitches. Uh, sort of, you know, don't really uh, like bring his flaws out. sort of hide these flaws, right? To quote him, yeah. there's not that pace in the wicket to get the next. Like we did him in England with a bit more movement, and then Ashwin took uh, objection to that, right? And then, and then I think Look Kohli, at Ashwin defending uh, Kohli, sweet, and, sweet, and then Kohli had moment. to, and then Kohli had to calm him down as Kohli calmed <laughs> I think Siraj down uh, in low at Lords uh, this time round, which is I think maybe a little warranted because uh, I feel that Siraj, yeah, is, totally. I feel that Siraj is full of anger, but I feel that it's best sort of directed. Uh, towards the rather than the players, right? Like mm-hmm. him, you know, like Absolutely. him arguing with Sam Curran and, you know, attacking people here and there. I feel it. I mean, I, I, I somehow feel that in Siraj's case, that can, like, it can work, but it could maybe be a little destructive uh, destructive as well. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, of course, like, there is history there. Anderson isn't exactly India's best friend and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, all said and done, everything, mm-hmm. even if it was a tactic, yeah. okay, it was fair play. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it was short bowling to set you up for the full one. It's the mm-hmm. oldest trick in the book to not only tailenders, but even to top and uh, top top order batsmen. Mm-hmm. It is fine. It was the second last over of the day. Boomer was trying to get a wicket for his team. He bowled a few. Okay, so the only questionable thing here, I think, like the genuine questionable thing here is that he bowled those no balls. Mm-hmm. So you might imagine that they're trying to elongate the over to bowl to Anderson. And right. like... Basically, try and get a few yeah, more yeah, short yeah, balls yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Kohli is definitely yeah, but, capable of that. Yeah. Kohli is capable of that, but like the no balls weren't that big to look deliberate. They just seemed like he was applying a lot of like he was just applying a lot of force to bowl. Yeah, okay. That that we can say that he was bowling to, like full throttle bouncers to an number eleven batsman. Nothing in the rules of the game, by the way, outlaws that except course, for like dangerous not. play. Of course not. Yeah, except yeah, for like yeah. dangerous play with the umpires can call at that moment. It's a case-by-case sort of thing. So, and they didn't in that in that instance. So, yeah, okay, you could say that maybe they were trying to bowl intent, like intentionally bowl a 10 ball over. I don't really know. Even even then, I just feel like at the end of that over, at the end of the day's play when Anderson basically got out as well, I think he was just upset with himself at getting out. And when Bumrah came up to him and sort of just said, Sort of just patted him on the back and said, you know, no hard feelings or whatever. I'm just, uh, you know, 
I hope uh, I hope it's all good. And then it was really grumpy and silly of Anderson to sort of have a chop to him a little bit, saying whatever. Apparently, from what I understand, apparently what he said um, to Bumra was, "You're bowling 85 miles per hour to everybody else, but suddenly when I come on, you're bowling like 91, 92 miles per hour." So, what's there's up with that? Against, there's nothing wrong with either. that as well. I mean, as like as, as long as there, as, as long as there was as long as there was no. directed insults i feel that yeah i feel that that's, that's a bit okay anderson i mean anderson does have a history mm. with chirping as well i feel that i mean i feel that you know yeah. like i feel that he may be like you know he'll take his lack of batting prowess uh in mm. one of i feel he does that in one of two ways possibly like i could be wrong here he he basically mm. either smiles about it laughs and jokes about it right as he mm. did at nottingham or he gets really grumpy as he did here as he yeah. did with george bailey yeah. and uh, michael clark back in the johnson mm. ashes Of 2013 to 14, right? right? Uh, get ready for great, the broken acting arm. Good. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. If you remember that, my favorite. I mean, one of my. I, yeah. I, I played that multiple times because I just really enjoy cricket sledging. Um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that. Yeah. So I mean, so that that's Jimmy for you. Excellent with the ball. Yeah. Really in place over there. Not too comfortable with the bat. Mm-hmm. Got bowled out by J uh, by Greg James. Uh, I believe. Uh, first ball <laughs> for the tail ender stunt once uh, way back when. Um, yeah, so now uh, for, let's focus less on one England bowler in particular and just look at England India's bowlers. The series has all be, has been about individuals. I feel for a lot. Right? We've talked about KL Rahul. We've mm-hmm. spoken about Joe Root. We've spoken about uh, Anderson. We've talked a little about Robinson. Maybe not quite as much as he deserves. But I want to look at Mohammad mm-hmm. Siraj. Mm-hmm. He has uh, mm-hmm. he killed it at Lords. He really killed it at all, yeah. right? And yeah. he's, I mean, and he is someone who you know um, is still quite green, right? He's seven tests old or whatever, right? Yeah. And he yeah. is someone who was, I mean, he's he's someone who has been, who has been incredibly potent over there, and uh, mm-hmm. and 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 the way he's and and of course he's come a long way from being Lord Siraj, uh, the gatekeeper of uh, the gatekeeper of Dinda Unadkat Academy, but what not, right? <laughs> To uh, doing what he's doing now, right? I I can't really think of a question yeah. over here because he well, uh, because he, he's just, just, he's just on he's, him. He just really mm. wowed me. Yes, go ahead. I feel you have yeah, a point to make. Just, yeah, yeah, uh, just on him. I mean, he's been a revelation since since I mean he had that sort of trial by fire uh, where he had to sort of lead the attack at at Brisbane when he got that fifer. So he clearly has a sense of occasion about him, and he's he he is. He is why I, I I admire him so much and why I definitely think he'll be great in the future, is because he's got that quality. He's got that serious competitive quality in him, and he wants to make things happen for his team. He's a bit of a character, and you need those sort of characters in your bowling attack. You've got a like a bowler like Bumrah, whose skill set is insane, and he will win you many matches. Uh, but you know when the chips are down, or when like something's happened on the field, or like as, the, as, as Salman Butt would say, uh, Bumra is also yes, a bit of a school boy. He's a boy. good boy. Bumra yeah, is a yeah. good boy according to yeah, Salman yeah, Butt's yeah. metrics. Uh-huh. Yes, but but you need players like these when like the match is not going in your favor, when there's a big partnership or something. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of players. These are exactly. the kind of bowlers. Exactly. I mean, and if Captain, and if Kohli can Kohli can sort of temper it and shape you know Siraj's yeah. aggression in a, the correct yeah. way, right? While preventing it from being disrupt uh, dis, uh, destructive, right? I feel that that's yeah. something which uh, could be really helpful. Which will go a long way. I, I, I think. I think. Huh. At, at Trent Bridge, it was a little obnoxious. Even I thought so. Like I just thought bro, you're bowling so well. Just bowl. Like I mean, I, I understand getting in the face 
a little bit with with batsman like giving a stare i am i'm a fan of that nice like it brings yeah, a bit yeah. of theater proves that like just shows your passion and everything that's yeah. great you want to get into a contest with the batsman that's absolutely fine great for test cricket yeah. there's no point like i mean I, i you know unnecessarily chirping at the batsman when there's a partnership going on and everything like it just seemed and to kohli's credit he did go up to him and tell him that you know just and, relax and, and, and you get the down wicket. in public i may say uh with yeah. Uh, yeah exactly which is uh and i did you which is a good like, thing did, like did he you, has to temper it did you hear kohli screaming like he usually does at the fall of a wicket did you hear much of yeah. that happening <laughs> i i don't yeah, think oh, yeah. so, i i i definitely heard it in that second innings that lord right? oh okay <laughs> okay ha yeah yeah kohli was but, but in general it is overall i'm not sure if i sort of Uh, not not yeah. maybe uh, not as bad as usual but he was definitely celebrating pretty hard but just on sigaj desperately unlucky to have two fourfers on his lord's debut and not one fifer at least but of course still a great performance best performance by an indian indian bowler at lords ever mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing on your lord's mm-hmm. debut uh one would imagine that when ishan sharma took those seven wickets in 2014 he might have taken at least one wicket in the other innings but he hadn't <laughs> so yeah. he got all those seven he got all his seven wickets in one innings so sigaj exactly. has the best figures for an indian at lords that's and yes. bowled fantastically I, I, well but that and now moving up the order now from siraj uh, mm-hmm. looking at the other bowlers you got bumrah ishan shami mm-hmm. um do they figure in mm-hmm. for the rest of the series or do we need to rotate them i mean we can't really run them in the in yeah. the ground um yes uh, so that that's something which i'm a little worried about so do they i mean did you mm-hmm. see them playing and uh, do you see them sort of um playing the rest of the series or do you see obviously like shardul thakur umesh yadav uh, coming in and mm-hmm. uh, uh and is nagwas yeah, i mean that's it squad? or is he just a, is he just yeah i mean i think he's a net bowler he's a net bowler so unless in australia avesh, happens here avesh khan was pulled out of course avesh khan shubman gill yeah, he was pulled out Yeah, right. right. Huh. Well, it'll be interesting. I, I, that's an interesting point you make. I, I of course think that they should be rotated at some point. I have a feeling that Kohli will try and play his best bowlers for this third test. They've had a nine-day rest. Yes. Uh, I think he will play basically the and ones the in question are Bumrah and Shami. Yeah, yeah. Ones in question are Bumrah and Shami in terms of workload because Ishan didn't play the first test, so Ishan's just one test old, so he's absolutely fine. uh it's basically between bumrah and shami uh i think he will play them in this in the third test try and get a win go to if he goes to 2-0 up in the series then he can start thinking about rotation because this is also the test after a longish break yes exactly so he might just he might hmm. just say that we've got a great momentum going we've got england by the scruff of the neck hmm. let's keep going with it let's make them face bumrah again let's make them face shami again and try and Go to nil up in the series and make it really hard exactly. for England to come back. And then fourth test onwards, you know, you might Shardul Thakur's fitness would be good as well. So, 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 so Shardul Thakur, so what do you, what do you think? Can come back. Uh, stick with this. I mean, since we're on the Indian team, stick with the same eleven pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, have Rahane and Pujara sort of warded away the likes of uh, Hanuma Vihari coming in, for instance. For, yeah. Uh, for, so that yeah. again, so so we can just so the cool thing about this is when we talk about the players, we can keep going back to the defining moments at the Lords. uh game uh i i really feel that rahane and pujara yeah they were of course under the scanner probably rightly so um but that partnership that they had uh, being 56 for 3 and being only 27 runs in the ascendancy so basically 27 for 3 um with 
good decent no no decent in the bowling conditions at least at the time then of course it flattened out and the sun came out but the partnership that they had basically took enough time out of the game to wear the pitch out to flatten the pitch out a little more wear the bowlers down a little more as well mm-hmm. and also sort of yeah of course against the slides and that sort of a job can only be done like the absorbing pressure job and sort of just taking time out of the game and having a bit of a partnership and arresting the slide can only be done by an experienced duo like rahane and pujara so i think they have definitely done enough probably enough to buy them the series i think kohli has learned with his experiments in the past because he's dropped both these players in the past uh, abroad so he's he's done his experiments in the past where he's dropped pujara and bought in kl rahul and that didn't exactly work out he dropped rahane and bought in rohit sharma so that time there was a great alternative which was a pretty good alternative but, but that also did not work out so right now i don't think he's going to take that call to drop either of them and bring in say a prithvi shaw or a surya kumar yadav or something right now i think he needs pedigreed uh, test batsmen who can do the kind of job these guys did that day because i uh-huh. think that really really went a long way in in showing that india don't lose the match that day itself I mean, they were in serious danger of losing the game that day itself. They were just—they were, like I said, they were 27 for three, and they played out a really, really difficult session. Didn't score much, but that didn't matter at that point, and they did quite well. I mean, I thought those were tough conditions. They did really well under pressure, and I think again, like just in the nick of time, they reinstated their value to the team. So I think they've done enough for sure. Yes, and now finally, I think coming to the only other quote-unquote controversial spot: Jadeja or Ashwin? Ashwin, yeah. uh so <laughs> i was listening to somebody talk about this actually the other day that many times we judge decisions by their outcomes so in this case the decision to leave out ashwin seems like the right decision because the game was won with the 11 that india had on the park that day and was won by the bowling on the last day in an incredible performance um but was and the decision still has logic because they basically preferred jadeja and i said this in the previous podcast as well that india is looking at jadeja as a pure batsman so they are not so that's why they are going to play him which is exactly what they've done they played in the first two games just he's almost like a shoe in so they're going with jadeja the batsman over ashwin the batsman i still feel there has to be a way to get ashwin into the team do i see it happening i i think i'm a, I'm, i'm i'm afraid not because india has won and kohli seems much more comfortable with playing with like four seamers and one spinning option the only problem with that is jadeja's spin is has proven to be fairly ineffective till now notwithstanding the fact that you know conditions have been haven't really been favorable for spin anyway mm-hmm. so maybe it doesn't even matter but ashwin has to find a way to get into the 11 he's such a good bowler i don't think conditions matter to him but the only issue with that is jadeja will have to go out and that's a really really big call because jadeja to his credit has been performing even in this series been performing decently with the bat he's already has a 50 and a 40 as well um uh, and i'm pretty sure he'll get an even bigger score and he's a left hander left left hander we have one other left hander in bishop pan and there's only one other left hander so things are looking a little bleak the only way that can happen is if kohli goes back to the three fast bowlers two spinners mantra which i think he has departed from post the wtc final acha so uh i i i i feel desperately bad for ashwin he can totally perform i think it's sort of counterfactual to say 
that you know the seamers did the job and everything and and it was absolutely fine but how do you know maybe if ashwin was playing maybe he could have got the job done exactly 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 the so, missing the conundrum uh, of the missing counterfactual precisely that yeah so the only thing is conditions will dictate this a lot if headingly so right now i think the headingly forecast for the for the match is pretty good and sunny supposed to say sunny for all five days Mm-hmm. And Headingley does take a little bit of spin towards the end. I remember Nathan Lyon in that in that match, in the Ben Stokes match in the yes. Ashes. Yes. Nathan Lyon was getting there was a lot of guff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Nathan Lyon was terrible reviews were taken here and there. Uh, and if you remember, and Nathan, Nathan Lyon, Lyon actually got stoked out. The, exactly, and the and and the and the Nathan Lyon's expression at the Marriott Leeds uh, at the Leeds Marriott later, where the oh, players gosh. assembled. If you remember the test documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. on Amazon Prime, the test documentary. Oh man, yeah, yeah it's sad, sad day. But yeah, yeah, so there, there, there will again be something for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually felt like even the, during the course of the Lord's Test match, I, I felt his absence, particularly in the first innings, because the pitch was wagging out, and on a, and on a, and not, and on a wagging pitch or whatever, on a slightly batting friendly pitch, you would rather have a little bit more variety in your attack, as opposed to just four seamers. So I felt we did miss an off spinner. It didn't. It worked out just fine for India, and they uh-huh. ended up winning a great game. But if if the conditions aren't overtly cloudy, or if there's not a lot of grass on the pitch, like so in Trent Bridge, I thought it was still fair to leave him out. But if 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 there's like not a lot of grass on the pitch, if there's no clouds, if there's like it's not rainy, overcast, I really feel they should pick Ashwin. I think I think you can totally go back to the two spinners and three fast bowlers formula. if it's a if it does seem like a sunny sort of test match and but it's a difficult call to make because you never know with english weather so it will be a tough one we'll have to see with the conditions okay so i'd like to now uh, move towards the end of the podcast here i think we've got the 11 sorted so for england it will be in your opinion at headingly uh, uh burns uh, and uh, haseeb hamid open david malan at number 3 root at number 4 uh, then you've got um Oli Pope at five, did you say? Or no, Besto uh, at five. Besto no, at five. Five is Besto. Uh, five is Besto. Six is Butler. Seven is Moeen. So they'll sort of stick with that. Hmm. Uh, and then after mm-hmm. that, of course, you've got uh, then you've got Robin, uh, Karan Robinson, um, uh, Karan Robinson, maybe Wood, maybe um, Sakib Mahmood, Mahmood, and uh, and, mm-hmm. and Anderson. And then for India, it'll right. and for India, it'll basically just be. the same lineup as we've been uh, seeing uh, this entire uh, yeah. uh, i mean uh, not this i mean uh, the, the same lineup that we saw at lords right so lords. that okay so i think we've sort of got those settled what do you think the outcome will be at uh, headingly oh gosh uh, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one I, i i feel like i feel like india is definitely the better team they've got all the momentum in the world uh going into uh, going to the headingly test just want to like just want to talk a little bit more about lords and then i'll connect that with with the headingly test um so that last the last day basically that manic hour when england sort of lost the test match where they kept bowling short to 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 the tail enders and the tail enders managed to stitch like shami and bubra managed to stitch an 89 run partnership so that's why one could argue that england lost the game Uh-huh. like england sort of played into india's hands because of very poor tactics and because of getting overtly emotional and you know they sort of handed the game to india but india still had to go out and take those 10 wickets 
in 60 overs mm-hmm. in two sessions essentially with an all pace attack no spinners ah. uh, fairly batting friendly conditions mm-hmm. no de- no ill demons in the pitch the only thing they had was crazy crazy team camaraderie at that point in time because nothing gets the team going as much as a couple of tail enders sticking it to the opposition and also a little bit of chirp to yeah. like a player like bumrah who clearly is a team favorite Yeah, yeah. So that so that is where I feel like so if you were to have this, I think we were discussing uh, discussing this before as well. If you were to have this thing that did England lose the match or did India win the match? England lost the match in that one hour because they performed poorly. But I still feel India largely did this by themselves because sixty overs bowling bowling that uh, uh, and getting those sixty overs in with an all pace attack and the kind of fire they bought on that last day. Uh, all the bowlers firing the way they did it was the perfect storm you have to give you have to give credit to virat kohli for the like just the, the kind the way he charged up i think basically with virat kohli's captaincy he what he lacks sometimes in tactical acumen and it's quite clear as day that you know he doesn't have the same sort of tactical acumen as say a kane williamson or an ms dhoni of the past had but what he lacks in that he sort of makes up for by charging up his troops when hmm. the odds are against them and he really and building and I building mean, that aggression day. which and building that aggression which has been missing in indian teams of the past and we've been you know written off as being too those and the interest and the passion the and, the and the passion to win a test match yes. the passion to win a test match that here is an opportunity with 60 overs usually considered a short period of time to get a result i was convinced it's going to be a draw because the pitch wasn't you know the pitch wasn't like overtly bowl of kendi or anything of the sort and india did not have a spinner who could sort of run through the side mm-hmm. but just the way they sort of the sum of the parts became greater than the whole on that last day because of you have to give kohli a bit of credit and the bowlers really came to the party so that sort of energy they are going to carry into into headingly a lot of former players don't believe in the concept of momentum and i'll obviously take their word for it but the general feeling in the indian camp would be so nice and positive right now mm-hmm. as opposed to england where you know they they have had to unfortunately drop mm-hmm. a couple of players from the squad bring in new players exactly uh, they injury marred jo Inj- good is basically a one man and they've got and they've got and they've got uh, more bother coming to them this winter exactly so they also have the ashes on the man there's a lot of stuff going on with the ashes as well not even sure how it's going to happen where the families will be able to go to australia so there's a lot exactly. on jogu's mind yes. which is unfortunate because uh, he's performing so well in the with the bat so one even from like a neutral perspective one would want jogu to continue just, to, add, just to make a quick just to make a quick point there tom harrison said that the ashes is definitely yeah. going ahead i think he said that on a podcast right. a few days ago yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm pretty sure it'll go ahead i think i think the trouble is like what form it will take like what are the mm-hmm. quarantine restrictions with the families be allowed to go that sort of i'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. it'll happen because the australian yeah and 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 how will that and will that lead to, to and will that lead to people pulling out right if the family exactly so anyway ha huh, so coming yeah, back to so, coming coming back to the england camp and what the feeling would be right now mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, so the so the feeling is obviously not going to be great. It's a two-man show right now. Joe Root is performing, Anderson is performing, and Anderson we all know has a bit of a niggle which he's sort of playing with. Hopefully that would have got better because of the break that they've got. But the break can be a good thing as well for England. I mean, they they could take a leaf out of India's book from Australia and from the times they've come back. And India has been uh, great at coming back in series in the past few seasons. Create a bit of siege mentality. around the team 
like if i were chris silverwood if i were joe good i would be telling the team that boys like nobody gives us a chance in hell anymore at home which is quite sad but like nobody gives us a chance at all we had a terrible loss at lords nobody expected us to lose but the whole world is sort of against us now is when you know we stick together like a band of brothers and not only try and come back in the series and we take this to australia as well and like be that way till till the ashes so try and bring in a little bit of siege mentality try and get like players like besto and butler who've been around really for a very long time to still be like questionable people in the in the 11 which they are which is unfortunate but like these guys are senior players try and get that sort of a mentality going there's it's been a longish break i'm not sure what they did in it but it, you know a turnaround is never off the cards england has done this before in 2014 when india mm. went 1-0 up exactly. post the lords test match and a draw at trent which exactly the same as 2021 uh england made a resounding comeback into the series and in, i remember clearly at that time that was also of course there's a difference between the india stopped. team of then and the india team of now yeah yeah so that that is where that is why i am more convinced that we have a great chance of wrapping the series up but even at that time england had a poor poor, poor top 3 i remember they were experimenting like cook was in woeful form uh they had just bought him a player like gary balance they still had the scars of the 2013 14 ashes exactly right so so they, they, but they did they came back into the series they won 3-1 so at in home conditions you can never write off the home team they yeah. could still come back they Definitely. could still make a resounding comeback and you know you never know you never know but definitely the 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 series seems to at least at this point in terms of momentum in terms of the pedigree of the players in terms of uh, just the feeling in the camps the series is in india's pocket as of this moment mm-hmm. but that can definitely definitely change in the future and and i just hope they don't go because uh, their tail end batting as time moves on because like you said at the beginning of this podcast lightning lightning does not strike twice and i can pretty sure as hell say that there are more chances of lightning striking the striking twice as opposed to shami and bumrah putting on an 89 run partnership in england so uh, uh that i don't know if it will happen again and they, india mm. might need to deepen their batting that's Kohli my biggest to, concern kohli 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 is someone who's concerning i had spoken um trying to be i tried mm-hmm. to be left field i tried to be left field before the series and said that he should be maybe we can think of dropping him he hasn't been satisfactory let's hope he picks he up hasn't. let's hope he picks up in the next yeah. few matches and yeah. let's hope we get some thrilling cricket hopefully unmarred by weather conditions and light conditions and what have you uh i think we'll end Absolutely. the podcast here thanks so much uday uh, for joining us yeah it's thanks been, a lot it's been, it's Good been fun. a great it's been a great chat we couldn't have um we couldn't have everyone that we had hoped for on this particular episode but i feel that it was still incredibly productive um yeah we were the we were the england test 11 we were two man show <laughs> who is the oh, okay anderson okay fine yeah 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 fine okay root anderson <laughs> i was just thinking who else is there other than joe root um all right hey you have to anderson is definitely there so oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely definitely i was i was <laughs> only thinking in terms of batting but anyway i'll end that here yeah. thanks for that see you thank you everyone for listening all right thanks Whoosh! <whistles>